Thank you for tuning in. My prayer is that this message is going to be an encouragement to you personally and will cause great growth in your life. It's time to live and it's time to take this next step forward. God bless you as you listen. Well, welcome to church, folks. Good to see you today. Happy Sunday to y'all. I can't wait to preach. I really can't. Do you guys want to hear God's word today? All right, all right. Well, boy, it's, it's burning in my heart. You know, it's tough being a pastor. It's hard. It's hard because, because uh, like, it, it just happens to me on Saturdays, I check out. All I can think about is the sermon. All I can think about is, is, is what God's put on my heart. And I keep working and developing it. And then Saturday night, I sleep terrible, and, and, you know, which is Sunday morning. I sleep terrible, and I, and I get up early. And, and it's just, it's, it's hard, you know? Do you guys feel sorry for me? Oh, stop it. Get over it. <laughs> you just tell me get over it. All right, please do. Say, get over it, Pastor Tim. You know why? It's because it's a calling and I love it. I would not trade it for anything. And I'm glad to be here with you guys today. It's going to be good. All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get your Bibles open to two locations. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, and Acts chapter 1, verse 8. I'm going to leave that up on the screens here for just a second, and I want you to follow along at home. Those of you guys who are watching on the e-community through the City Life app or the website or through Facebook Live or through YouTube or all those other places, welcome. Uh, Get into God's Word because I believe God has something amazing for you guys today. Also, we have communion today, and so if you're watching on the e-community, go ahead and prepare some communion elements. The best thing you can do is just get a liquid and a solid, you know, and figure it out, uh, and and just, and it'll be wonderful. But I want you to share a moment of communion with me at the close of the service and with everybody who's here today. Uh, And today my goal is to build your faith. You guys want your faith built? Yeah, I do. I do. I want my, you want your faith built, Elizabeth? Good. Good. Hey, thank you for leading in worship and all the guys who did that. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate the production team who's up here super early in the mornings and all of you guys who help out during the week and this morning. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. But I want to build your faith today. But first of all, you need to understand faith is built upon hope. Now, in, in, our, in our world today, people are saying, I hear it a lot, I feel hopeless, I don't have any hope. Well, hope is really the foundation for faith. And I'm talking about biblical hope. I'm not talking about a form of hope that is like, well, I hope I can get out of bed today, or I, I hope the sun is shining today. That's, that's actually not biblical hope. Biblical hope is, is different. It, biblical hope means I'm going to hold on to God no matter what happens. The, the, it's the attitude of I'm going to keep calling, I'm going to keep talking to God, even though I don't feel like he's hearing me. I'm going to search for God. I'm going to trust God. See, this year, regardless of the battles that you face, if if you're a person of hope, what you're going to do is you're going to hold out with confident expectation. You're going to have hope-filled faithfulness. Faithfulness. You're going to stay faithful to the things that you have been called to. You're going to commit to just a tenacious unwillingness to not give up and I call you to that. The scripture says that as believers, we are actually prisoners. We're, we're prisoners of hope. Did you know that? The Bible says that we're prisoners of hope. That means like you're chained up to hope. You're behind the bars of hope. You're stuck with hope. So just go ahead and engage it and let it happen and let it flow in your life. And, and uh, so basically, you know, as a Christian, you can't get free from hope. It's just no way around. And I'm not, I'm not talking about some authentic, uh, inauthentic, phony happiness that's just like, eh, I'm so happy today. No, I'm just talking about something that burns on the inside that's this continual belief that the best really is yet to come. The best really is yet to come, guys. We're living at the end times, and I cannot be more excited. Here's why. It's because God picked you, and you, and you, you. God picked you guys on the e-community, and God said, I want you at the end of time because I need you. I have a message I want to get out. I have people I want to bring into the kingdom, and that's what I'm excited about. Well, today's message is entitled, A Vision for 2021. This is a vision for 2021. That's a vision that I just want to impart to you for your lives, for your families, for our church. You know, the, 
the challenges of 2020, that last year, they didn't mysteriously disappear at 12 midnight on Thursday night. No, they didn't. But at the onset of this new year, which is where we are right now, what we can do is we can be proactive. We can, we can, we can energize our faith. We can focus our attention and begin to eliminate some clutter that has built up over this past year. And we, and we also need to put the past in the past. We need just to put it past there. Just to say, okay, it's behind me now. And really, it's time today. I want today for you just to begin to gaze forward with uh, new hope, uh, just, uh, just with a new, even a new mental or spiritual perspective on where you are and where God's taken you. Uh, today, we need to get some things into alignment in our lives, and that's what I'm talking about today. Uh, you're not stuck on this earth to simply take up space, and you know it. You know it. You're not here to try to accumulate a bunch of cool things. You're not here on this earth to try to get as many adrenaline highs as possible from awesome entertainment experiences. Nothing against stuff, nothing against entertainment, but that's not our purpose here. We have a purpose and a calling, and so I'm going to start there. I'm going to start there today because you've heard me say it a million times. At the end of this life, I'm looking forward to one thing, is I'm going to be standing. You'll be with me. Okay, you'll be, we'll all be together. We'll be there, and I will be standing at the throne of God, and Jesus is either going to say, well done, good, and faithful filled servant enter into eternal peace and joy and happiness and pleasure pleasure forevermore or he's going to say something else i don't want to got to get into something else because that's i've just determined that's not going to happen because i want to be a good and faith-filled faithful servant on this earth you want to know what's most important to jesus what's most important to the heart of father god well if you really go to some of the final words of Jesus that are in the Bible, you'll find out what's most important to him. Matthew 28, 19 is one of those scriptures, and I want you to look at this. This is often called the Great Commission. Some of you who have been around church for a while, you probably even have this memorized. Good for you. But uh, Matthew 28, 19, Jesus says these words. He says, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've already commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Now, that's one scripture, and there's a similar scripture, kind of almost like a parallel scripture that we find in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And this was, the, the setting here is a little more clear than it was at the end of, of Matthew. We know those were final words of Jesus, but, but in Acts 1, 8, we, we hear something else, and we, we're actually given the complete setting. Uh, Jesus was standing on the Mount of Olives, a place just outside of Jerusalem. There were approximately 500 people right there listening to him, and these were, were moms and dads and carpenters and children, and there were, were blacksmiths and, 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 uh, and shepherds, and there would have been, been just uh, possibly some priests and some religious people. The 12, the, uh, 12 disciples, actually, at that point, it would have been 11 because one died already. He hanged himself because he decided something else was more important than Jesus. But, uh, but the 11 disciples who were eventually going to be called the apostles, they were there with them. And, and uh, just normal, just a whole mix of people, all ages, all groups. And Jesus said to them, he, he, he's, he, he's talking to them, and, and they start asking some questions. <laughs> it's interesting because they started asking political questions. They wanted to know about the political happenings of the day and how it was all going to work out with the transition to the new, new uh, kingdom of Jesus, all right? And Jesus saying, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Acts 1.8, he says, but here's what's important. Look at it. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Again, final words of Jesus. Now, you fit in to these two passages of Scripture. Ten months ago, every one of our lives were turned upside down battles on every side, but we're going to keep fighting and we're going to keep encouraging each other. We're going to keep on. 
our church. We're currently in a season. I felt, I felt back at, at, in March of last year that we were, we were moving into an 18-month season of repositioning. And so we're still in that transition. Actually, we're just a little over halfway through that time of transition that I believe in. And, uh, and, what I, and I have to lead based upon what I feel God's saying. And so God was saying, regroup, reposition, plow deep, and lay foundation. So we began pouring into that uh, at the, uh, in, into the fall months and into these winter months. And, and basically, we're redesigning our ministry so that it can, it can actually be more sustainable for even massive ministry. Now, and the, the ministry that I believe God's called us to as a church is based upon the final words of Jesus Christ, to be full of his Holy Spirit and power, to go into our community and around the world to make disciples, to bring the lost people to Christ, to deliver the teachings of Jesus, no matter what obstacles are put in our way, knowing that, like he said at the end, I am with you. So just hang in there. I'm going to be with you through all of this. And since last August, we've been saying in many ways that this is like a relaunch of our church. The vision of our church has not changed, but how we accomplish it has changed, and it's continuing to change. Uh, by the end of the first quarter of this year, we're going to have ministries and systems, uh, I believe, fully in place and well-positioned to begin to build some new, fresh ministry that that's, we're going to reap results from for years to come. And here... Here's the reason why. It's because I simply believe that there are a lot of people who are going to be coming to Jesus. These are times of intense pressure. And intense pressure is going to drive lost people to Jesus, and it's going to drive religious folks who really weren't even in deep relationship with Jesus to kind of drive them off onto the sidelines. I, that's the truth that's in the Bible, and so I'm, I just have to tell you that, all right? So as a church, we have to be prepared, and we have to be flexible, but let's just be honest, 2020 was crazy weird. I don't, I, I was trying to think of the right word to call it. It's like, let's just call it what it is. It's, it's weird. But instead of going back and meandering through and talking through the weirdness of last year, uh, what I think we need to do is we just need to glance back at what's happened to each of us in our lives and what's happened to us and, and just allow God to transform us through this so that we can grow, so that we can be stronger children of God, so that we can make a bigger difference. Because I believe that everything that happens in our lives happens for a purpose. There's a reason behind it all for one reason or another. So what I want to do and what I want you to do is to begin to just look for the good. What is God doing through you right now? And I'll just tell you right up front, I am not going to be pouting about the bad. Now, I may not be happy about the bad, but I'm not going to be pouting about it. And I'm asking you guys, lift your countenance. Stop pouting about the bad. Okay, just stop all the online complaining about 2020. Because if you have that attitude, you're going to keep doing it all this year too. And, and at the same time, do not live in fear of 2021. There will be plenty of challenges. The continued political upheaval in our nation. We have a contested election, guys. This is been happening in like a long, long time, 150 years or so. But there's sickness and disease. There's economic challenges. And some people's getting money in your banks over the weekend and this next week. Great. The government's going to give you some money. Wonderful. But you know what? There are economic challenges, and they're, they're huge for some of you. And at the same time, God gives you and God gives me the strength and the power to face those battles. There's nothing in the scriptures that says we're not going to have battles. No, it says you will. You will, you will, you will. But you get the power of God, you get the strength of God to not only overcome and to fight those battles, but to get out on the other side. So here's the bottom line. God has plans for you and God has plans for us in 2021. I, I, I've gotten this word that, that I've, I've assigned to this this year. I, I, I think this is from God. I, I, I never really know whether it's I'm imagining it or it's from God. But, but my word for the year is right here. It's right here on my hat, heart. It's my, yeah, it's on my hat and in my heart. But, but it's roar. It's, it's roar. I, I'm just going to roar 
in 2021. Now, do I know exactly what that means or do I have some strategy? I, someone asked me the other day, so exactly how are you going to roar and show me the, the, the plan? Like, ain't no plan. I don't have a strategy. All I know is I feel God, I felt it in, in November, God saying, you're going to move into 2021 and you're going to roar. So, Good, I've just been studying up on what that means all year long, all right? But there, there, there's gonna be a lot happening around, but, but I encourage you to take that word for your year, whatever that word is, and let that drive you. Just let it drive you because my word each year has given me confidence and strength and help and hope to rise up and to face the challenges that's been in front of me. Now, we for a church, we also have a theme. So every year we have a theme, and, and this year's theme is, interestingly enough, it's one word. Now, I didn't like plan it that way with the whole one word thing, but our theme for 2020 is just the simple word engage. Engage. Now, this means no more business as usual. I'm encouraging you to engage a vision Engage a vision for your life, engage a vision for your business, uh, engage the word of God, engage the spirit of God, engage other believers, engage the lost. We must engage relationships, primarily relationships with God and relationships with other people, and I will always preach that. I'm going to ask you to do everything possible this year to pour fuel on relationships with God and relationships with other people because God's kingdom is based upon relationships. It also hinges around this understanding of the word of God and and the desire to live God's word out. So that's what the kingdom of God is is built upon. And, And then when we do this, this attitude toward relationships with God, relationships with others, and, and, and having the word of God in our hearts and living it out, then it begins to extend out into the community and, and, and even through our cultural streets. See, the truth is we need God and we need each other. That will not change. That will not change. Now, I'm, I'm going to give you six very simple, I guess you could say, vision challenges for you to engage in 2021. And let God speak to you regarding the specifics on this, because I've been praying that even as I'm preaching, God's going to share with you just a, a specific thing that you, you, you personally need to do to engage this vision. And this is, I feel this is for us. I feel this is for our church, but that means it's for you individually, but God customizes it for you individually. So here's the first one. Engage a vision of walking by faith in 2021. That means you're going to have to disengage what you see because we walk by faith, not by sight. For example, media is out of control. Their their focus is threefold, theft, death, destruction, correct? Why? Because people like that and it sells. So they go for theft, death, and destruction. Wherever you see that, that's what, again, you just look at headlines. It will, it will, 90% of the headlines will have something to do with theft, death, and destruction because people are attracted to that. Unfortunately, that's not the work of God. John 10, 10 says that the thief, Satan, hell, comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. So when we're walking by sight, by if you're only looking at theft, death, and destruction, I tell you what, things are going to come down. I, I was upset. I got upset the other day. I didn't react, but I got upset. I pulled up the Star Telegram, and they had t- their 10 top headlines. Nine of their 10 top headlines were about how bad COVID is. Okay, guys, we know. We get it. We get it. But I know of some other wonderful things that are happening around us and some other tragic things that are happening around us. And, and, and uh, I, you know, there's more to life than being afraid of COVID. Really, guys, really. I mean, I could be afraid of COVID right now I'm, and, and because I know where I got it. I, I got COVID. 
I got it in the beginning of September of last year. I know where I got it. I got it at the Tarrant County Courthouse. I was over there delivering my, my invocation, my prayer, and they stuck me in this room, and they just stayed in there for a long, 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 long time. All these people were ripping off their masks and yelling at each other, and, and police were escorting them out. And, and, uh, and, and I was like, well, at least I have my hand sanitizer. And they're like, oh, I left it in my car. And I was touching all this stuff and I had to go up and do my talk and all that. And I got out of there. I was like, I, you know, I've been in here for over an hour. And, and, and of course, one of the things that I do as a pastor, like I, I study like, okay, what's the airflow like? What's, you know, how are things going? And I'm noticing that, you know, if everybody's wearing masks, fine, but, but I'm noticing things aren't quite the way they should be in this particular place. And sure enough, three days later, wake up one morning, like, mm, don't feel quite good. <laughs> I, I, I know where I got it because I, I, I just know, but that's not going to scare me from going back because they said, Tim, we, li- we want you to come back and pray again. We want you to be the first person to launch Tarrant County through prayer at, at, uh, at the county courthouse this week. And so, you know what I'm going to say? Yes. No way! It's a dangerous place. I wouldn't go there. No, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go there. I'm going to pray. I'm going to speak blessing on Tarrant County, on my city, on my family, on our churches, on, on the, every single one of those commissioners, whether you like them or not. Bless, 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 bless. Because that's our calling. I'm not going to let theft, death, and destruction consume me because if we only focus on what we see, we can't have faith. And here's the cool part is that we're actually living in very exciting times. I've been putting together goals like, like you do, and this has been the hardest year to put together one-year goals because I'm like, I don't even know what it's going to be like six months next week. I, I don't know. How in the world can you put all of that together? How can you put together strategies for your business? I mean, yes, you can. I'm sure you can, but you better have a lot of scenario strategies, all right? But these are exciting times. The exciting thing is anything can change in an instant, and it probably will. But faith is going to carry you in 2021. Hear me clearly, not what you see. If you get anything out of this message, get this. Faith will carry you in 2021. I said 2020 a minute ago, but 2021. Faith is what's going to carry you. You're not going to be carried by what you're seeing out there. Don't trust what you see. Trust in God. Walk by faith. I have always loved doing missionary work in developing countries. Why? It's because you're walking into a place where there's, there's sickness and disease that you don't know anything about. You're going to eat food that you don't like and you don't know who prepared it. And you're going, and, and you're going to walk into situations where, where people are so needy and they, and they need miracles. And I've always loved doing that. And I've noticed that when I do that, when I put myself in those situations, God works like miracles. I've probably seen more legitimate, face-to-face, on-the-spot answers to prayer. I mean, just outright miracles. I'm doing missions work in developing countries than I've ever seen here in the United States. I've always said that. I, I thought, I can't figure it out. And, and finally, I, I was riding back on an airplane one time coming back from Venezuela. That was back when we would go there. Uh, Chavez was just coming into power and, and things that were beginning to shift there. But I was coming back and said, God, why? Why? And I just felt God saying this is because you have to have faith out there because you don't know what's coming around the corner. You have to have faith out there because you don't even know what you're dealing with. You can look around you, but you can't figure it out. So you have to have faith. And so that faith then activates miracles. But when you get home, you don't have that faith because everything is so predictable. Everything is all lined up. Everything is nice and simple. Well, God has allowed something to mess that up. So now you get the choice. Are you going to keep looking at the natural or are you going to live in the supernatural by faith? Faith works miracles. I, I was talking with my dad the other day. Dad told me a miracle story that I'd never heard of. And this happened when I was five years old. I didn't even know the miracle happened. But Dad was talking about a time when he said they, they had advertised this throughout the area. It's a little town called Marshall, Washington. How many of you guys have been to Marshall, Washington? 
Good. I didn't. I know you've not been there, so don't even act like you've been there. But we were in Marshall, Washington. My dad pastored. It was called uh, Marshall Community Church, and so it was the church there in town. And 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 they had they had this full size auditorium and all the classes up front, and then they had this huge basement down below. And, and they said, we're going to open up the building. We're going to have this massive youth rally. Have you guys ever been to a youth rally? So they invited people, and they, they just got as many people as possible. And, and, they, and they told the people, told the congregation, we are, we're going to need a lot of food because the main attraction is food. We're going to tell these teenagers it's going to be all-you-can-eat food. So a bunch of people started, made food. They brought it into the, the basement. They had it all set up. Well, the teenagers started showing up. And there were about 20 of them, and then about 50, and then about 75, and then about 100, and 150, 200. Now, you got to understand, this is a small town. (laughs) All of a sudden, there are more teenagers there in that building than that church could even seat. Dad said the... He, he, he called them the ladies. So I just, I, just, I just know that they're the ladies. He said the ladies came to him and started panicking, saying, there's not enough food. There's not enough food. We don't know how we're going to serve them. And my dad said, well, we've already told them. We've got, there's got to be food. We're not going to just lie to the community. We said it's going to be all you can eat. They said, well, we don't know. Again, in those days, you couldn't just run down the street to McDonald's and get more food. There was no Chick-fil-A you were going to go to. Plus, there would be no grocery stores open either. Uh, guys, this would have been 1969, 1970, okay? They didn't have cool stuff like that back then. Everybody shut their stuff off at 5 or 6 o'clock and went home. Well, here it was time to feed everybody, and the food was severely lacking. Dad said, well, how about how, how many people will this feed? And they said, oh, maybe 50 or 60, because that's what we were expecting. They're <laughs> like, 200, well. <laughs> and something came over my dad. Walk by faith, not by sight. Dad said, let's go down there right now. And he took the ladies down there. <laughs> And they all went, and he, they said they stretched their hands out over their food, and they said, God, multiply it. Just multiply it. Multiply it. Work a miracle. And then they walked away. Dad said after they finished with that part of the youth rally, all the teenagers, the, they all went downstairs, and there were the tables all spread out with the food, and they started grabbing food. And Dad was watching from a distance and said they just kept piling their plates so high. They piled them up, and they kept eating and eating and eating and eating. And Dad would go and check the food, and the food level never dropped. The food level stayed the same. And at the end of the night, all the teenagers went home, and they had all this leftover food that everybody else got to take home. You know what? If you walk by sight, you just look at the problem and there is no answer. But when you walk by faith, God works miracles. And I think there are some huge miracles like that for you specifically right around the corner this year. Come on, guys. It is time to purge unbelief from your mind and your heart and begin to receive God's vision for your life because I'll say a huge part of that vision is walking by faith. And here's a second one. I, I'm not going to take 15 minutes on each one of these points. Let's get through the, through the rest of these really quick. Engage a vision of growing your faith in 2021. Not just walking by faith, but growing your faith. And, and I, I'm asking you guys begin to ask for the gifts of the Spirit. There is one called gift of faith. Do you realize that? That is an extravagant, abnormal type of faith. That, uh, that other, We all have a certain measure of faith. But you know what? You can ask God for a gift of faith, and you will be able to believe for things that are so crazy insane, but it's time to start doing that. I, I, I think the condition of our nation and our world demands that of us right now. God's already given us that power. All we have to do is engage it. Come on, here's the next one. Engage a vision of God using you in 2021. Using you, absolutely. The, the, the trials of this last year, the trials even of your life, that's just basically fodder. It's, it's like, it, it's a way to kind of get a fire started so that fire can flow through you and move through you this year. What's happened to you was not without purpose. It was not without purpose. God takes the bad, and what God does is he brings life through it to advance his cause. Yeah. It, it's this thing of just thinking, saying, God, I'm available. God, I'm available. Use me. I, I dare you. I, I double dare you. You, you. Do it. Say, God, I'm available. Use me. 
I'm available. Now, when you do that and God starts using you, I don't want you to be complaining, saying, I just feel so used. I just feel so used. Well, of course. <laughs> God, use me and use me up. I, you know, one of my prayers I go into Sundays with, God, I just, I just really pray that at the end of this day, I'll just be wore out, exhausted, and totally used up. Because I want that. If I leave here just feeling like, okay, happy day. Well, I, then I don't know. Man, whatever. Thank God I don't feel like that most of the time. My family, they know, they, they know how to kind of deal with that and all of that on Sundays. But it's just saying, God, I'm, I'm available. Some of you, you need to step up and lead. Others, it, it just means you're to direct or to serve or, or to pray or just to begin to do some things you've never done before. In this church, everyone should be serving in some capacity. Some capacity, everyone serves. It looks different for everybody. But, but, but when you serve, just do it with the fruit of the Spirit. You know, have you ever seen a person serving, but boy, they're the biggest grump in the world, and you just want to run from them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just serving Jesus. It's so hard. Nobody will help me. <laughs> no, the Scripture says love, joy, 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 joy while you serve. Love, joy, peace. Yeah. God's got this. Forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those are the things that you put into those, put those qualities into serving. And look out, you're, you're gonna make some home runs for Jesus. Engage a vision for God to use you in 2021. Here's the next one. Engage a vision, I feel strong about this, for suddenlies in 2021. I want you to begin looking forward. You can't, you don't know what the suddenlies are gonna look like, but they're there. And begin to get a vision for this. I I feel strong about this and I have no basis for this whatsoever except I feel this is something the Holy Spirit is saying is begin to get a vision for the suddenlies. Inspect, <laughs> expect the unexpected suddenly. I, I'll say it again. Expect the unexpected suddenly. Another one of the gifts of the Spirit is the working of miracles. Did you know that? God, I believe, wants to raise some of you up as you begin asking God for the gift of the Spirit of working of miracles. God will raise you up to be a catalyst for suddenlies. And don't let the suddenlies shock you when they happen in your business or in your church or in your home or even in our nation because what you thought couldn't happen will happen suddenly because that's something I feel is very strong about this year. So just get a vision for it. Just begin to believe for it and participate in it. I mean, your battles, their battles are going to continue to rage. They will. But there is hope in troubled times when the suddenlies of God begin to interrupt. Here's the next one. Engage a vision for healing in 2021. And this is emotional healing, relational healing, physical healing, uh, miracles of healing. Another one of the gifts of the Spirit is called gifts of healing. Some, guy, some of you guys can be used by God to impart different types of healing. And I believe that if you begin to get a vision for healing for this year, every one of you will receive healing. There's a lot of healing that God wants to do in us, and I want that. And, and, and one of the challenges is a lot of us feel, I hear it a lot, that I just want to be a more authentic person. As God heals you, you're actually going to become more authentic, all right? And here, here's another one. Engage a vision for Holy Spirit activity through you in 2021. That's God moving through you. See, the Holy Spirit primarily works through people, people who are available and willing. It's not your power, but it's God's power. I'm, I'm just praying that there will be Holy Spirit revelation and words of knowledge and words of wisdom, and, and God will begin speaking to you and through you. And God, I, guys, God is speaking. He's speaking now. You, you don't even ever have to ask God, God, will you speak to me? Because he is, he is. What we need to do is to ask God to give us ears to hear what he is saying to us individually. See, God speaks in amazing ways because even as I'm sharing this message with y'all, even as I'm sharing this with the e-community, there will be all kinds of different interpretations regarding what God spoke to you. Because I'll say, what did God speak to you? And there will be a, all kinds of different answers because God speaks, God speaks individually and personally 
and just begin to believe for that. And that's going to, to help to motivate you to move forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. And this year, I want you to get to know the voice of God. Know the voice of God. Know the voice of God. Know that voice. See, God knows our voices. Do we know his? How are you going to know the voice of God? You're just going to spend more time in prayer. You're going to spend more time listening. You're going to keep praying. God, give me ears to hear. I want to hear what you are saying. And then when God tells you something, or even you believe God is telling you something, then you act on it. Now, if God, if you feel God is telling you to go to the very top of Burnett Plaza, get on top of the building and jump off, and he's going to catch you, that ain't God. Okay. <laughs> you guys with me? All right. Uh, if, you need, if you need any help with that, you just holler at me. Well, I feel God's saying, you know, it's okay. No, that ain't God, but, it's, but, but I'll be glad to help you with that. But, but God wants you to draw closer to him. And as you draw closer to him, this fruit is going to be uh, produced in your life. And, and some of you, you've been studying and you've been asking. And, and now is time to receive. This is a year of receiving. Now, for our church, I want to share with you a few things that's going to happen this year with our church. For our church, first of all, we're going to engage with God and pray like never before. We will, and we are. We started this several months ago, but we have prayer meetings on the first Sunday evening of the month. It'll be happening tonight. It's the first Sunday evening, 6 p.m. Be here. And because, especially during these times, prayer is critical because prayer activates our faith and gets our eyes off of what is happening and gets our eyes on the eternal and the unseen. In fact, this is a week where I'm calling you to fasting and prayer. I'm calling you this week, fast and pray all, all week long. It's like, well, how do I fast? How many meals? And how do, like, don't ask me that because I, I can't give you an answer. Everybody's body is different. Everybody is different. There, there are 15,000 different ways to fast. I, I, I don't care. Fasting simply means you go without food. Now, you figure it out from there, okay? I don't care how you do it. Just find a way to do it. And this Sunday, I mean, excuse me, beginning tomorrow, I'm going to have prayer right here at noon. And, and uh, I, I went to the City Life app, and it said it's only going to be online. Ignore the app. Uh, That's a typo, okay? But, because we're going to be here. And, and I don't care if it's three of us joining, coming together at noon, or if, it's, or if it's 15 of us or 150 of us. It don't matter how many there are here. We're going to be praying right here from about 12 to 1230. I'm going to lead some, read some scriptures, lead us in prayer, and we're going to have a time of seeking God. A great time to do that right here. We'll also be streaming it, but I'm telling you, there is power in being present. I want you to join me here. I want you to join me here. All right, let me just tell you something. I do completely respect the whole COVID thing. I do. If anybody does, I do. How many of you guys read what the national, what was it, the, I don't know, national, the guys who put out all the information on COVID every week? You, how many of you guys read their emails once a week, go to their website once a week? Good. Good. So you're up on stuff. Yeah. And sometimes there's nothing. They don't say anything. Other times they have some new breaking stuff. But I read it all the time. Because why? Because I care about you. I also want to take care of myself and my family. I had COVID, but nobody in my family got it from me. You see? In fact, do you realize this? Since, we, since all of this thing started, just here's a fact. Since this thing started, we have had not had one known case of COVID transmitted in this building. Why? It's because we function and we operate by a lot of the different things that they're saying to do. And, and and we're using common, look at what the scientists are saying, because it does continue to change and shape. And um, am I saying that, that if you come here, no, you'll never get COVID? No, I didn't say that. Don't, don't say it. I'm, I'm just saying, I thank God that that's never happened here. You know, if, if you, it doesn't matter whether you wear a mask or not. I mean, I mean, you do what's right for you. Trust me, when I'm over there at Tarrant County praying, now, trust me, I will come in a bubble suit. It'll just, like, what's wrong with you? I was like, I ain't getting COVID this time. But guys, you do what, do what is, is right and necessary, but, but don't be pulling this stuff of saying, well, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to do anything because of COVID. And I, if, if there's one thing that has, that has been painful for me is there have been a lot of people that I trusted and I loved, they just flat out lied to me. 
I had people telling me they were never going to leave their house until COVID was over. They were never going to go in public. And then I'd pop up at a wedding three months later. They're, they're there running around without a mask. Like, what the? I just said, what the? That, that, was, that was it. <laughs> and then you run into them at the grocery store, and they're running around hugging people. I was like, hey, I missed you in church. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I was like, what? You said you were going to stay in your house. I'm not going anywhere. Okay, guys. <laughs> Give it up. Give it up. I respect it all. And please, respect. Respect it all. But I don't go for that. I'm not going for that anymore. So, they'll, they'll, you know, if, if you're watching online, great. But all the people who said they were going to be watching me online because they weren't going anywhere, because they weren't going to go anywhere, none of them are watching anymore because I've checked. It was all a freaking lie. Guys, stop lying in 2021. Hear me? Come on, stop lying in 2021. All right. I want you to be here. I want you to be here for prayer. And, and, and if it means you, you hang out in the foyer or, or the bathroom or, you know, what, you do whatever it feels good. But I want you here. Also, I'm starting something brand new. Here in a couple of weeks, I'll be doing this thing called Engage with Pastor Tim. This is going to be an online event, online chat session with our e-community. It's going to be about an hour. I'll share a devotion. I'll interact. You guys will have, Q, it'll be a Q&A session. It's going to be fun. You'll be hearing more about that coming up here in a few weeks. Uh, but it's going to be like a more relaxed, just get to know one another session for our church. It'll be fun. It'll just be all online. It'll be great. So those of you who are staying at home for nine months and you're still staying at home, join me online. I know you're not watching anyway. All right, here's the next one. We will, at our church, we will engage our cultural streets this year. You see, this is actually how we accomplish Jesus' final words. Uh, I, this is, cultural streets is basically some foundational training for discipleship and kingdom impact. It, it equips you to basically make Jesus known. And uh, this is all going to... this. In fact, if you go to the Cultural Streets website, which is our own website, culturalstreets.com, you'll begin to learn a little bit more about it if you don't know about it. But we actually have a mandate from God to make a difference in this world because God lives in us. Wherever we go, we are carrying God. You are carrying God. And where God is present and active and he's working through people, Things change, and I want that for you, and I want that in my city. I want that in my county. I I tell you, believers, it is time for us to stop running and hiding in caves, and it's time to begin running to our cultural streets and doing God's work the way God has already ordained you to do so within the culture. And there are the seven cultural streets, which is family, business, arts and entertainment, faith, education, health and vitality, and government. Those are the same, those are the, the seven streets. But every person has a street or two or three. Every street has a culture. Every culture has influencers, and you are all those influencers. Now, let me tell you a little bit about the cultural streets training. This, again, is going to be an online event, and, and, uh, and it's, it's our training for evangelism and discipleship. It begins next Wednesday, Wednesday of next uh, week on the 13th. It's going to begin on Tim at 12. So I'm going to begin this Cultural Streets training on Tim at 12 every Wednesday at noon for about 20 minutes, a little bit of training here. And then I'm going to take all of those, those, those sessions and we're going to put it into uh, something called, that's going to be, oh, we'll probably un- uh, unveil this around the middle of March, but it's called City Life University. And what City Life University is something that will be available on your website, on an app, and it's going to become a hub for discipleship, equipping, training, topical studies, Bible studies. Here, here's how it's going to work. is After you become a City Life partner, which means you've completed what we call City Life 101, you're going to have access to City Life University. And this, again, is going to function as a 24-7 uh, City Life partner exclusive discipleship hub. Uh, most of the content that we're going to have on there is our own content. And, uh, and all of the Cultural Streets training then, uh, beginning somewhere in March, will be available to everybody right there. And I'm really looking forward to unveiling City Life University because it's going to be a big, big boost to us as we transition, as we shape things for the future. Now, we will engage the lost around here. We will engage the lost. We're going to get the gospel out. Um, spiritual growth accompanies getting the gospel out. It does. 
For the longest time, there's been a deception in the body of Christ that says, well, I need to study more and read more and, and then I can get discipled or I can go and meet with a person and get discipled. And, and you know, those are tools and those are important things. But discipleship happens best when you're actually doing something. I'm challenging all of us to help get the gospel out in one way or another. You grow when you help get the gospel out. God set it up that way. The model is Jesus and his what? Disciples. What did he do? He took these guys along and they followed him for two years. What did they do? They got the gospel out. And during that time, as they were getting the gospel out, their faith was stretched, they were enlarged, and they became the people who took the gospel into all the world. They were discipled. They were discipled. And I, I'm encouraging you guys to begin to invite people to church, whether it's, it's uh, sharing the stream on, uh, on social media or, sh- or, or putting it out there, saying, I want, to, I want you to come to church with me. Here it is. If you can't be here, you know, if you can't be here, you just go ahead and, and get, that, get that stream and, and, and share it out there. If you're, you're missing a Sunday, stop what you're doing and, and do that. Help get the gospel out. And at the same time, invite people to come to church. Simply invite people to come to church. One of the other things that we are we are on the edge of is, is putting together the final details of our production ministry. And now's the time. I'm going to ask, I, we, we need several of you who will be willing to help us with production issues, production stuff. Now, it could even mean something that you're doing at home during the week. It could mean helping to host things online. Uh, it could also mean operating cameras, working some of the other stuff. You don't have to be super intelligent with all of that. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. This last week, I had three very interesting individuals who contacted me and said, Happy New Year, Pastor Tim. They still call me Pastor Tim. But who were these? These guys don't even talk to each other anymore, but all three of them were junior hires. And they wanted to serve their lives are kind of messed up, family issues. And I said, well, here's, I'm going to help you to learn how to run this or run that, run some equipment. And I want to train you how to run this little board. And I want to train you how to run this camera. And I want to train you how to do these things. We didn't have the internet back then, but they would just train them to do these things. And these guys would get in there and they served and they served and they were discipled in the meantime. They were, they grew in the Lord. All of them are serving Jesus today. Why? It's because I personally challenge them. Now, I, I'm not able to personally challenge you. I know that she'll personally challenge you. I know Jordan will personally come to you and challenge you, and others will. Some of you guys out there, you'll personally challenge them. But I, I challenge you to be involved in our production ministry in one way or another. And if you want more information on that, we have all kinds of new stuff going on, all kinds of new stuff, because so much of our ministry is we move into City Life University, and as we, as we continue streaming our services and, and continue to grow that, we, we need a lot of new people working with our production ministry. Uh, and, and we really have about two or three months to get, to get ourselves really rolling there and to be robust so we can unleash this, uh, this March and April. So if you're interested in knowing more about it, if you're just interested in knowing more about it, I think there is a card on uh, with your with your seats. Is that correct? I think there's a card there. Just take that out and say I'm interested. Understand this. That doesn't mean you're committing to it. Just you're interested in more information. I'd like to know a little more information. And someone will be in touch with you this week. And again, it may even mean that you're going to help host some of the online events. It may mean that you're going to help uh, work with people who are going through City Life University. It may mean that you're, you're going to help us run cameras. It may mean that you're, you're going to learn some of the equipment around here and how to turn things on and off. Because I don't know. <laughs> but just, hey, I'd, I'd like a little more information on that. And one thing I, I want to let you know, I have a philosophy around here, and I was talking to the staff about this the other day. I have a philosophy around here that I don't want 
people to be serving every week all the time. I think there should be times where you're, you, you serve and you don't serve. Why? It's because if you're serving all the time, you're disconnected with what God's doing. Like, with, with, especially with technologies. So, I'm going to throw that out there. That's, that's, that's one of my desires. That's, we've always called it around here, feed and be fed. And it's a good, healthy way of doing things. Everybody's on, on rotations. But we need several people, a lot of you. And if your heart's beating a little bit fast, like, I don't know, I don't know, just, just fill it out and check it out, okay? If you're part of the e-community, there is a place, actually there's a place on your City Life app that you can go to it. It says production something, something. But you can look at that and, and fill that out. If you're on the e-community, they're probably giving you guys links on that right now. And, or you can go to the City Life app or possibly even the website and get that information. Why? It's because we are expanding our reach. This church is called to engage more people than ever before. But technologies don't engage people. People engage people. Yeah. Technologies are a tool. And people engage people. That's what this is all about. Because ultimately, we want people to be engaged with God. People to be engaged with one another around here. It's time for communion now. As we move into this time of communion, I was praying over this and looking at it. And I thought, wow, why, why did I feel that we needed to have communion today? And I had to kind of remind myself, it's because talking about engaging. You see, communion, catch this, this is so important. Communion is about engaging God, engaging the body around us, and engaging the world. That's really what it's about. Listen to this, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. He said, the Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Pause right there. Do this in remember. Do this to engage me. Do this so that you don't forget the price that was paid. It's a way of engaging Jesus it says, in the same way after, uh, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Wait, what does that mean, you proclaim it? Proclaim means to actually preach. Communion is a sermon. Communion is really engaging people who are even lost. They may not understand it, but when we take it, it reminds us of what Jesus did for us and it helps us to proclaim it to other people. Jesus died. His blood spilled from the cross. His body was crushed and broken for our sins. All our sins were put on him and he can set us free to live in eternity with him forever. That's what it's about. But also 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16 says this, and is, it's, this is set up in a question format. It said, is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? Well, there's that engage again. We're participating. We're engaging the blood of Christ. And is not the bread we break a participation in the body of Christ? Like, hold on a second here. What they're saying is, is when you take of that, that bread, see it as bread that's broken, and we together are one. We together are one. And as we partake of that, we're saying, I'm a part of God's work. Christ's body is no longer his physical body on this earth. Christ's body is us, and I am participating. I'm engaging with the body. He says, because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. If you have not yet gotten communion served to you, I encourage you to go ahead and uh, just lift your hand. I know some ushers will, will be glad to deliver communion to you. If you're at home, get some communion out. I need some up here. I'm going to steal yours. If it, I won't steal it. I'll just, I'll just borrow it and then give it back when I'm done. That's, yeah, no, 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 thanks. That's, that's all right. You just keep going. Thanks, thanks. 
communion is holy and it's powerful. And I want you to engage the presence of God like never before through holy communion. First of all, if you're in this room or if you're watching online and you are not in right relationship with Jesus, and there's sin in your life and you know there's a barrier between you and God, well, now is the time to eliminate that because you can ask for his blood to be applied to your life so that you can be clean. Communion is for believers. Communion is for believers. And if you believe Jesus died for you, he has a plan for your life. And if you believe that God is preparing a place in heaven for you and that he wants to forgive you of sin as if you have never sinned, if you will believe that and confess with your mouth, you will be saved. You have eternity ahead. Your sins are gone, gone, and they can't be put back on you again. Thank God. That's you. I want you to pray with me. Congregation, will you pray with me also just as an encouragement to those who may be praying around us? Come on, let's pray these words. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your precious blood. I choose you today. Forgive me of the past. Forgive me of all that sin and put eternity in my heart. God, because I look forward to what you are going to be doing in eternity as I'm with you. In Jesus' name, amen. There are two elements to communion. One is the bread, the body of Christ. Second is this juice, which represents the blood of Jesus. I'm going to ask you right now to take this, take the bread. I ask you to pray blessing over it. Will you do that with me? Oh God, we thank you for your body, Jesus, that you gave it to us. We thank you, Jesus, that it is for us. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We do not forget what you did for us. And we will proclaim this. We will engage the lost. And as we partake of this together, we engage one another so we are the functional body of Jesus Christ on this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Partake of the body of Christ. Mm. Scripture says that by his stripes, by his wounds, by his scourgings on his body that we Heal, Lord, release healing right now. Release supernatural healing. Healing. God, I'm talking emotional healing, physical healing, spiritual healing. Heal in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. The cup represents the blood of Jesus. Will you take the cup? Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your blood that was shed for us. Thank you so much, God. We pray your blessing over this, and I pray that you will remind us once again as we partake of this of what you went through for us, and that your blood washed away and continues to wash away sin. Your blood is powerful. Your blood is like a hedge of protection around us. Your blood holds back the attacks of hell on our life. And we thank you for your precious blood. And we take this now in remembrance of you, Jesus. Please partake the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, will you just worship Jesus with me? Will you stand all across this room? Will you just worship Jesus with me? Come on, just worship Jesus with me. Worship Jesus. Come on. Just tell him you love him, church. I love you. You set me apart, Lord. Come on, sing it out. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. You've opened my eyes. I love you. 
Yes. Yes, Jesus, I love you. Come on, just love on him, church. Just take a few minutes. Just love on him. Love on Jesus right now. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. set me apart. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I'm yours. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. God, I just pray for an impartation of fresh vision for this year. God, we choose to surge forward for the cause of Christ. We're going to lay aside all the junk that attached itself to us this last year. We push it aside. We, we, we throw it into the ditch. We say, God, I'm moving forward. I am moving forward in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And God, I pray that you will be honored by our lives. God, you will be glorified by our lives. God, that you will look at us and say, you're doing great. I can't wait before you stand before my throne because I'm going to say, well done. You did a good job. Good and faith-filled, faithful servant. You're mine. You're mine. God, I look forward to that day. And God, give us the confidence and the strength and the, the, the wisdom to move forward in this year under your power and your might in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come on, sing that song one more time. Come on, let's go. Come on, sing it again. Come on, church. You've opened my eyes. I love you. God, we wrap this service up by just saying we love you, 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 we love you. In fact, I just want to say this, some of you, there are some things stirring in your heart, and before you walk out of this room, you need to make it specific, you need to write it down, put a note to yourself, text yourself or something, but you need to make it very, very specific. Write out these words that God's telling you. I, I think God's given some of you directions and even strategies or putting things in your mind. And, and I know that, that, that that's God that's talking to you. And, and treasure the voice of God. You're hearing God right now. You're hearing God. You know, when you're in school, when that instructor, that teacher, that professor is giving a lecture, you're taking notes. Why? It's because what they're saying is important. Oh, if God is talking to us, how much more important it is for us to take a few notes, write a few things down. Because God has great plans yes. for you. God has yes. great plans yes. for you. God has great plans for our church. Yes. God has great plans for our lives. And I just cannot wait. Yes. I'm really looking forward to it. You woman of God, give me a fist bump there. Yes. Fist bump. Fist bump. I'd fist bump you guys. You'll drop your guitars. I don't know. But... Uh, God has great plans. Listen, if you, I think they're complaining back here because they're not getting the fist bumps they're supposed to get. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, air, yeah, fist bump over there. We have you in the corner for a reason. All right. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Nah. 
But if, if you have that, that production card, I'd, I think there's a place out in the foyer. Is that correct, guys? Yeah, there's a place out there in the foyer. Uh, just go ahead and take it out there. Someone will talk to you a little bit more about it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure out how to work that out. I, I really encourage you to turn that in. If you did it online, someone will be in touch with you soon. And um, make this year a magnificent, powerful year. All right? Yes. Will you do that? Yes. Will you do that? Make it a magnificent, powerful year in the presence of God. I love you, church, so much. And I look forward to seeing you guys tonight at 6. And then I know everybody can't make it at noon all week long, but a few of you can. Noon, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday is our project day. It's going to be a lot of fun around here. Hang out with us at City Life. God bless you. Uh, see, now I'm, I'm going to give you my, my invocation. No, it's not the invocation. It's the benediction. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. God bless you and keep you. God smile on you and gift you. God look you full in the face and make you prosper. So make Jesus known in 2021. I love you, church. God bless. Have you discovered your street of influence? Whether it be family, government, business, arts and entertainment, faith, health and vitality, or education, head over to culturalstreets.com and discover your street today.